Heard of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. From the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. Hi. Hello. Hi, Timber. How are you? <laughs> that was a new one. I got to add that to the list. Yeah. Uh, nice to have you with us. Uh, and It's a Monday. Glad you're with us today. And... Um, Lots of stuff going on over the course of the weekend. We've got a very long menage a montage to start things. Um, a lot of things going on. i uh, got some tales to tell you. I drove back. I was supposed to fly back from, uh, oh, the Nets have fired their head coach. Jacques Vaughn, pack your crap up and get out of here. Um, the uh, It's amazing when you bring, you bring – uh, you bring Kyrie into your organization, and he just, in his wake, it takes a couple of coaching regimes to get it back on track. Didn't he just say anything to the Celtics, basically? He kind of screwed that uh, up. No, Ime Udoka just messed that up himself. Well, that's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, he got a little, couldn't keep the, the biscuit in the basket. Hey, handsy. <laughs> hey, how about, uh, 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 absolutely, uh, well, it's going to be in the, mono, in the montage, but how about uh, uh, the the. Islanders and the Rangers played a hockey game in front of 73,000 people at Giant Stadium. And it was an unbelievable game, evidently. I didn't see a minute of it, but my sons... I'm kind of torn because I root for both of them. I'm a weirdo like that. But my sons are diehard Ranger fans, so they were thrilled that the Rangers got down, I guess, three goals and came back and won in overtime. So at least the Islanders got a point. I had one of the weirdest fantasy days in like fantasy hockey yesterday because I had Vinny Trocek... Um, Zibanejad and Panarin. They all scored, right? They all scored, but the problem was my starting goalie was Sorokin for the Islanders. Oh. So every point well, I looked, would get would get taken away like half a point. Yeah, look like that would have been. You would have thought that would have been a good take, especially early in the game. But the Rangers just—they're they're a gritty bunch. They're definitely a gritty bunch. Um, God, this, this is the time of year where there's stories from everything. College basketball, think about how few games there are left in conference. What are the, what are the Islanders? <laughs> the Islanders, they have more than five games left. But, I mean, what is, what is, UofL's got, what, five, six games left, I guess? Yeah. That's it? That's, I, think, I, mean, I think Zach said Kenny Payne's got at least six or at least seven more games because one will be in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, you know, you're, you're no longer talking about, well, there's a lot of basketball still to be played. There's not a lot of basketball to be played. And, and they came out with the top 16, um, over the weekend. And, um, uh, noticeably absent the Kentucky Wildcats. That's got to make their fan base thrilled. Um, uh, Alabama where I was, that's what I was going to say. I drove back from Alabama 
because I was supposed to fly from. I didn't realize how really I'm dumb. My geography is awful. I didn't realize it was relatively close anyway. I probably should have fl- driven anyway. But I originally flew through Atlanta and then from Atlanta there. And the flight that I was supposed to get from Birmingham to Atlanta got delayed in a really a long time. And they I got a note from the travel department saying you're going to miss your flight in Atlanta. So they had me booked on another flight. I wasn't going to get home till like nine o'clock last night. And I looked on maps, and I was like, it was 9 in the morning. I said, I can drive and be home by the middle of the afternoon. So I did. But the reason I bring that up is because I have to go on record as saying this. I'm a good company man, and I believe it. Disney is the happiest place on earth. It's, that's its title. That's what it deserves. It'll make you happy. The second happiest place on earth, Bucky's. Bucky's yeah. is unbelievable. I've never been there. But oh, my, my God. My go. Brother, my brother lives down in Atlanta, so whenever he comes and visit, he'll give me something. Oh, that's I, well, I, you can go through money there like you do at Disney also. I bought everybody souvenirs. I mean, everybody. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I bought a carload of souvenirs. But it's it's hard to describe unless you've been there. They, there are, I think, 100 or close to it gas pumps. So there's it's no waiting. There's plenty. Of, and, and they have everything, though. they got a car wash. they got a big oval dog walking area. So if you want to get your dog out besides just going to the bathroom, you can let them run around. And then the food inside. It's like Wawa times 100. Oh, it's Wawa and Walmart. And uh, I, every, I can't begin AutoZone. to describe it. <laughs> it is. There's, there's a clothing section. They have, uh, uh, you know, they have some house stuff. Um, and they have the food is unbelievable. They have a bakery, a deli. I mean, they make it everything fresh, and they are the friendliest people. I mean, I guess they won't hire you unless you're just preposterously happy and friendly. Did you get to hear the uh, the famous oh, saying, they sang the fresh song. brisket on yep. the board? That's, right. Yes, that's, I, that's how'd you the, know about that if you've never even been there? I, I've seen videos of it where they're like, you got to go to this they place do. if you're down And the, the guy's down, he's got that humongous knife and he's chopping <laughs> it up. In fact, that's what I had. One of their trademarks is a thing called the three meat sandwich. It's brisket and uh, turkey and pork. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of drive. It's a, it's a good. You that know. sounds so good. There's there's one in Kentucky east of Lexington. I think it's in Richmond that area. It's worth it for a trip for lunch. We had two hours, <laughs> but it's they got. Oh my god! And I, I'm told the one I was at, which was still in Alabama yet. I don't think I'd gotten to Tennessee yet. Is the second biggest, biggest, busiest one in the country. There's about fifty plus now, and the original one that was started in Sevierville down in Tennessee, which is. You know, we've been down there too. Um, I think that I don't know if that's the busiest one or not. That's the original one, still there. And this is the second busiest. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a little kid. I bought souvenirs. I yes, uh, he's not here yet, but you'll see him tomorrow. I bought a Bucky bobblehead to add to the collection, so he'll go in there and meet all the other guys. He'll be very popular. And then uh, a Bucky stuffed Bucky, which uh, and then there's a whole bunch of things which I got for people, which I don't want to tell because I got surprises for Nick and. Uh, Jamie and their girls and everything. But what a place. What a place. Wow. Just an enormous fan of of the Buckster. Um, Anyway, so there's that. Um, Did the Alabama uh, uh, A&M game, and I'm telling you, that guy, I'm going to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here at Louisville, so I don't want to be looking like I'm vulturing here. But after the performance at Pitt, it, it certainly doesn't, look promising and i don't know how in the world they could afford a nate oats but man they got to try and figure it out i'm ready to go to the traffic lights and take if they make a change i'll be standing there like the guys for the, the you know the coast of children's thing i'll be standing with the bucket you know just to give like raise money for the buyout we'll do a bake sale a gofundme page he is 
a very, very nice man. He's humble because he came from a high school coach. He was a high school head coach. And before he went to Buffalo, which isn't exactly, you know, rolling in dough either. Um, he did a great job there. The kids love playing for him. Their system is so entertaining and effective. They are, they are one of the five most offensively efficient teams in the history of college basketball since Ken Palm's been doing the efficiency ratings in 1999. One, think about that. 300 plus teams a year times 25 years. I don't even know what that comes out to, other than tens, over 10,000 some odd teams. And this is the fifth most efficient offense in the history of since that time. So this is not just, oh, he had a good group of shooters that year. No, no. They, he, and they buy in. They are not good defensively. They're average at best. He's had good defensive teams, not this one. But they are uh, a good defensive. They, they are uh, hardworking. He had a week off. It's the first time since he's been in the SEC they had a bye week. The SEC introduced bye weeks, and now he got one this week. So they spent the better part of the week working on defense, and their defense was much better against A&M. Those kids came out and played, and most importantly, man, they play for each other. They share the ball. They're trying to play together defensively. He, I'm just – I cannot – and he's great with the media. He's terrific with the fans. He was terrific with us in our pregame interview. Um, and, and the building they play in, I was shocked. I mean, it is – it's it's like a it's like a high school Indiana high school gym on steroids. It's it's it seats I don't know ten thousand seats a lot of people, but it's nothing at all special. I mean SEC's got enough money they should have every customer should have their own private bowling lane. I mean and it's I, I, so I don't know I just um, I look at that and I say that, that program's never been to the Final Four. They've only been I think one Elite Eight maybe two, um, and uh, and if he can do that there. Wow. I'm just very impressed with the guy. Extremely impressed with the guy. And I, I don't know the business side of it. I don't know what they're going to do here. Um, but I know that the the pit game was not good. We played early. They played later. So, um, you know, I had a good inkling what was going on. Just very, very, uh, very rough day. But he's the Nate's the best. He is, uh, you know, I look at it like Jay Wright is not coming out of retirement. Scott Drew... Just got it. He's won a national championship where he is, and he's got a brand new arena. And I do think he likes the religious aspect of what Baylor has. I don't think you're prying him loose. And don't get me wrong, there's other very good coaches out there that I would look at and say, that guy's good, this guy's good, this guy's good. But this guy fits the bill here in every single way. I'm just telling you the truth. I, I've never gone out on a limb and said that, but I walked away from there and said, he's great. He'd be great with the fans. He's good with the media. He's a nice man. He's a humble man. Works his ass off. I'll give you an idea about his mindset. When I went to see him play at Buffalo, that was the first game I did uh, of his. For, never met him before. Uh, it was a TV game. And we get there the day of for the shoot around, and we go in the arena, and, and he's greeting us. He and his assistants all have those shirts like you would have at, like, uh, uh, Jiffy Loop. You know, like the mechanic shirts. It's embroidered on each of their, just their names. He says Nate, which that's his name. They all, and I was like, what is with the shirts? He said, well, that's the message. We're here to work. That's what we do. We work here. Oh, I, I love was that. like, wow. So the uh, game yesterday, the student section packed. All the students got jerseys, replica Alabama jerseys, and hard hats. <laughs> I'm telling you, he connects, and the kids play hard for him, and they share the ball. You know, I said during the broadcast, I guess we weren't on here because of the Westwood game, which was, you know, whatever. I understand the business side of it, but they are. I said they're so much fun to watch because they don't play. I'll never forget my father telling me once when I was young. He said, "You don't want to play in a system that plays give and go. 
said, why wouldn't you want to play in a system of give and go? It's great. Give and, he said, no, no, not give and go like you're thinking of it. It's give me the ball and you go to hell. They, you don't want to play in that system. And that they are not that. They love to pass the ball. Good Lord, do they love to pass the ball. And they know how to pass. I'm watching them away from the ball when a guy starts to drive or move the ball they're already getting themselves in position to try and get a shot they pass in a way that the shooter can catch it and go right up with it they don't throw it he's open but then they throw it down at his left shin and so by the time he catches it he has to turn back around and he can't get the shot off no they 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 get it and they and he had a as I said he had a week off uh, for the bye I think I said this I'm repeating myself forgive me but he spent the whole week basically working on defense and they came out and played much better defense against A and M and just overwhelmed them A and M's not a bad team and they just whew, they really got after him defensively they were getting over screens they were communicating they A and M averages nine turnovers a game and they had forced five in the first four and a half minutes give you an idea. They just jumped them. So um, very impressed. And and that building is, I mean, like I said, it's not terrible. You don't walk in and go to dump, but it's nothing special. If he's getting that done with the facilities there, uh, you know, it's he's like probably fourth on the priority list. It's football, spring football, gymnastics, baseball, and then probably basketball. Saban was at the game. You know you are at a different status in life when he walked across from one side of the court to the other. He walked along the baseline, and the people in the end zone gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> All he did was walk to a seat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's, um, I can't say he didn't deserve it. I mean, I think you got to re-rank that, though. It's got to be football, Nick Saban statue. <laughs> spring football. Then spring football. Right. I'll buy that. Yeah. I wonder what the, I mean, I think he's got an academic – support center that's going up in his name because I was thinking I'm dead serious now what can they do for the guy the stadium is already named after Bear Bryant Bryant Denny Stadium they can't name that for him I mean Bear Bryant is iconic as it comes what else can they do for him unless they change the whole school to Alice Sabina or something or Saban Bama or something because uh, I mean he's just I don't, I don't think the fans would be that opposed to it no I, I don't think University so University of Saban yeah I'm down yeah, with the, that well, the Auburn people would yeah that would the university could change the state would like it. The Auburn people would be a little jealous. I think I saw something that like how the NFL video game is called Madden that they were someone was like they should make that's the a good point. NCAA the college game. game should be Saban. You think so? I don't think that's out of well. I mean, Madden largely did it at the beginning because he was by that time his coaching career was over and he was commentating. Commentating, yeah. So, but I, I don't, you know. I don't think that'd be a problem at That'd all. That'd be awesome. I mean, mixed. I was not his biggest fan. Although Tom Izzo always tells me how great they got along, and I just football coaches sometimes rub me the wrong way. There's a certain streak of arrogance, but um, everybody down there just—I mean, I know you win covers a multitude of sins, but uh, he seems like um, he's—and um, those commercials have helped his image too. He looks like he's got a sense of humor oh, in those yeah. commercials. So because uh, he good. seems so like. Angry on a sideline, yeah, and then that's, you, like, you always, have him on an well, I mean, that's the thing. And you're like, when, right. you know, they're up fifty-two to three, and he and he's twenty-eight seconds ago, and he's throwing his headset. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Well, Dan Hurley's like that against. Yeah, like, but but see, I, the difference is for me, just speaking personal, is basketball. No, I know Dan. Oh. So if you talk to him. He is the he's the most nicest, humblest guy. And again, you know, flattery will get you everywhere. He's always saying nice things about my brother, and and you know, our families in the Northeast intertwined, very similar in some 
Conway's old, obviously. They've gone. Uh, I, I didn't live up to my end of the bargain, but his dad <laughs> is in the Hall of Fame. His, you know, he and his brother have had great coaching careers. But same deal. My father coached. My, my two brothers and I coach, and we grew up in an environment of basketball. And he's always saying very gracious things. He just during a game loses his mind. But uh, my, it was my favorite moment of March Madness was they hit a three to go up like 30 on Gonzaga <laughs> and then they like zoom in and like like the fan like the bench is like going wild and he's just you just see him like veins popping out of his <laughs> neck and head get back on defense like Dan calm down yep, you're, you're you're about up, to go to the natty like yeah, you're up take 30, it easy but but uh yeah so you know you I'm always reluctant to to make judgments on people I don't really know and I've been lucky and blessed if you want to call it that of all the power six conferences how many coaches are there that's what is that 80 maybe I'm going to guess I mean not like well this guy's dropping names that's not why I'm bringing it up it's just uh, you know I could probably on a first name basis with 60 of them and the reason I only bring that up is because I think I can make a, a relatively educated comment about most of them about you know I've gone to their practices I see how their players react I see how they react I, how they are with the media how they are with the fans and and um, so and and again going back to Nate he just he's got the whole package man He's just, uh, but I but I know his buyout is like I don't know seven trillion dollars, but I'm ready to go stand at the you know intersection like the the, the, Sh- the Shriners guys with the little hat, put a tassel on, put a little stand there with a little bucket. <laughs> just be like the uh, Salvation Army Santa, just be in a cardinal suit. <laughs> Ring, 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 ring. What, what are you doing, sir? It's May. Now you don't understand. It's to do with Christmas. Nate Oates now. This is very important in 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 uh, in in, um, in terms of uh, urgency. Texas is Bucky's originated in Texas. Sevierville is the largest. That's what must be what the guy was telling me. Um, here's another little we want to know. Not all of their items, but when you get an item from Bucky's and it's got the little price tag on it. You got to look because some of the price tags, the little center, which is the mascot, Bucky Beaver, I guess, it's a sticker. You can take it off and it becomes a sticker. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Innovative. Yeah, no, it's very good. I'm amazed, by the way, that how many restaurants have started in Texas. It's unbelievable to me. Places you wouldn't necessarily think of. They, there's, uh, I mean, I, we were going through it. I just happened to be looking because uh, I do that. I'm inter- eating at a place, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let's go see where they started. I think that um, uh, the the um, what's the deli here in town? It's called. Uh, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Really, what is the matter with me? Why can't I remember things? Um, Jason's? Yeah, thank you. God. Jason's Deli started in Texas. It was named after the kid. The guy was 26 years old when he started that. Nice work out of him. And uh, it's named after his son, Jay. Jason's Deli. Started down there. Uh, um, What's the other one? um, uh, um, I mean, it seems like all the food places either started in Texas or here. Like in Kentucky. I mean, obviously KFC started here. The uh, 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 Logan's. Texas, here. Texas Roadhouse's guy went to the University of Louisville. Yes, exactly. I, I mean, love that. It, yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing ever. Perfect. It would be like finding out Kentucky Fried Chicken originated like in Boise. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. It's, Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken. Headquarters. Open in Oregon. <laughs> it's... it's uh, what? Yeah. It's... it's Logan's is... Logan's is, is now headquartered in Texas, too. But it is... Uh, it was originated in, in Lexington. So, uh, but it's unbelievable how many there. I believe, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Schlotsky's started in Texas. 
Isn't that unbelievable? I think it did. I've never heard of that place. Oh, there's one um, right off Westport Road. It's good. It's, it's another kind of deli deal. And I think that's right. Schlotzky's is uh, where them start. Let's go see. Schlotzky's, I think, started in, uh, in Texas somewhere. They're hungry down there in Texas, I guess, is the only thing. I, oh, there we go. There's the first Schlotzky's. There's a picture of it. Austin, Texas, 1971. Still there, by the way. Amazing. We are a hungry country. We definitely are. Oh, McAllister's. There's another one. That's another, the McAllister's. Where'd they start? Did I look them up? I think I did. Let's see where they started. Let's go see where they started. Oh, by the way, you want to you want to go on an, on, a, on a rabbit hole? You're bored one day. Go look up histories of like if you go to a restaurant you kind of like look at their history because it's unbelievable they were started i'm making something up 1971 the guy grew it and he he, he got you know he sold out for uh, i don't know how many million to another company in 81 who then sold it in 86 and they sold it in 88 it went bankrupt in 91 company bought it out of bankruptcy in 92 then they sold it in 96 it's it's ridiculous i mean it goes so far down the line McAllister's deli let's go see here we go they started by a dentist, Dr. Don Newcomb in Oxford, Mississippi. There you go. Never known that. Yeah. I, I read an article and said that's what it was. Not about restaurants, but it was like who owns what. And like, um, you know, it's, it's hilarious. Um, like, you know, the, the Mrs. Paul fish sticks are owned by a company that like made its money in carburetors or something. It's just, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, anyway, uh, let's see what we got. What can you expect from a team with no margin for error like U of L? Yeah, I, hey, listen, I know they were playing shorthanded at Pittsburgh, but believe me, I get it. But uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's uh, it's amazing where they are. That's all I'm saying. So, um, Bucky's did start in Texas. Yeah, okay, I said that. Thank you. Uh, Bama fans would lose their minds if we took oats. I mean, I don't. Listen, I'm not. Starting, I'm not trying to start a problem. That's Josh Hurd's problem, not mine. Although I have a, an emotional interest in this, like the fans do, and I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. I don't sit in rooms and know what them, you know Kenny's deal is, how the administration feels, how much money they've got, how much money they can have. But uh, it's just the way it is right now. Is is I mean, it's bad. We all know that, and and they're, they're hemorrhaging money, hemorrhaging money. And um, I just don't think they can afford to keep doing that. And I just, you know, they're sold out there in Alabama. And it's not, it's not the big deal. I don't know if they lose their minds or not. The school probably would because now they're, they got a basketball program that's profitable too. But, you know, football is – although that would be a, a time a, – a difficult thing for them because they're dealing with the transformation now in football. And, you know, you look around the city and there's all these signs, welcome Coach DeBoer and everything. And I'm sure they're – behind him, win or tie, as the joke goes. But uh, we'll see how it plays out for them there. And I don't know where this is going to go. But, uh, oh, my goodness. Guy jumping on. So overrated about Bucky's. I could not disagree more, Texter says. And their brisket sucks, too. Disagree on that, too. I had the sandwich. It was good. They got a car wash. They got, uh, it's unbelievable. They got a clothing section. I mean, it's really and again, it's uh, yeah. Mickey, the, the, Disney's got Mickey, and they got Bucky. He's a little adorable little fella. He's got he could have gone to an orthodontist. He's got those two teeth in the front that are way the hell out there. But uh, anyway, let's do um, how are we doing for time? I, I am going to gloat. May I? May I gloat for a moment? You were on the board with me. Spontaneous parlay. Seven for seven, Junior. I I our picks lost sadly. Oh, did they? Kapalov got. 
was in a choke, got out of it, and then two seconds later, straight back into the choke. So he quite literally choked. Yeah, he choked. Yeah. And then... Who was it? No, New Mexico, New Mexico uh, lost by like 11. Which oh, we were, that's right. You we, and New Mexico. And me and Gage were big Aztecs fans last year. So like, I texted him after the game and I was like, why don't we? Why do we doubt our boys? Once you bet black and then red and then yeah. black, you chase it. You don't get it. And then um, Volkanovski, the one of the best champs in recent history. I know Diener had something to say about never betting on an Aussie again, but he got knocked out, like not even knocked down, like out cold by Ilya Taporia. It was oh, wow. an an awesome fight, but I knew. It was Ilya Taporier was going to win right before the fight because the fight before that, the or after that uh, the co-main event, the announcers go and that makes it eleven and zero for the favorites. Oh. Maybe Volkanovski can finish off and make it twelve and zero. And I was like, yeah, yeah kiss yeah. a death right, right, right there. Thanks, so here John was our, our seven team. And Doc's thank, thanks, Dr. Carroll, four of these games were Friday. He played those and won, so that was nice. But then we hit all seven. I'm, I'm, I'm killing the Ivies, if I may be a modest. Uh, the Ivy games that won were Cornell, Columbia, and Princeton. And then the other four games I had, Iona, Dayton, Tennessee, and Houston. And so that was 7-0 in the Moneyline Parlay. So very happy anytime you can do that. So maybe you made a shekel or two on that. That's always fun. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to do our. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do the uh, big long menage a montage. So we'll look forward to that uh, on the other side. Thank you for being with us on this Monday. Glad you're with us. ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. It's Bob Valvano, and you're listening to ESPN 680 and 105.7. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. You know, coaching is complicated. Covering coaches is complicated. I do the games not just locally but nationally. And, you know, I, I have a relationship with both guys. Buzz Williams has been very nice to me, too. So I'm not going in there rooting out, oh, Buzz, I hope you get buried. <laughs> so it's not about that. Rarely. There's very few of them that I would say. There's a couple that I'm not particularly fond of, but very few. I mean, maybe just because the community, I can they can relate to what they're talking about. But when you cover a guy on a daily basis, it's like guy says to me, what will it take for you to come out and just say Kenny's a terrible coach? It's not my place. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But I, I just, it's, it, that's not the issue. The issue is not, I know fans want that because they, I, you know, whether you 
again, not being immodest, but I did coach, so they want to feel vindication a little bit. Hey, when a coach comes out and says, when I'm saying this guy's bad, but that's not what I'm going to do, and it's not what I should do. And I'm not even advocating that, you know, for that's, that's, that's Josh's job to figure out where they have to go. I'm just pointing out the challenges. I know they're hemorrhaging money, and, and right now it doesn't look very good, and it doesn't look like it's getting a whole lot better. And, and all I'm saying is if they are going to go somewhere, at the top of my list right now would be Nate Oates, but I don't know what the money situation is. I don't know what the money is to buy him out. All those things, uh, but it is it's it's bad. It's not it's not you know I don't think it's ever been like this quite not in my lifetime anyway. That's just the truth. But the reason I bring it up is because I like Rick. But one of the things that is frustrating when you cover him, and I know Mike Vaccaro pretty well. He's a good writer for the New York Post. He has a column that says. Rick Pitino blaming everything but himself for the first year St. John's failure is a terrible look. And unfortunately, that's what happens with him sometimes. He really does. You know, you talk, we all love him so much, and he's always talking about players taking accountability and, you know, be stay humble, PhD, what is it, something hungry and driven or whatever. But he is kind of, it's, it's the portal, it's, you know, players, it's a whole bunch of things. Uh, um, It's it's this is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime. Exactly how Rick talks. It's I mean, I'm not trying to believe me. I'm not being flip about a terrible, terrible tragedy. But this is a guy who lost a child and losing to Seton Hall is the most unenjoyable experience of his lifetime. He, he spoke for 15 minutes about the way his assistants had failed their first recruiting test out of the transfer portal. Whiffs compounded by the fact that some of Mike Anderson's players from that team are excelling elsewhere this year. On this day specifically, Seton Hall's uh, Dylan Wasu, uh, a second helping of revenge against uh, the Dijonis, he lamented St. John's spitty facilities. He bemoaned his team's lack of toughness. He suggested his assistants had flunked him by failing to import players whose talents were perfect matches for Patino's frenetic system. He called out specific players as slow. For the first time, St. Jones was forced to witness this flip side of the Patino coin. Since March, the coaches enjoyed an endless runway of patience and goodwill. Nobody was necessarily expecting miracles this year. Just good reasons to care about the Johnnies again. Mostly this team delivered that until its recent slide toward the bottom of the Big East. And mostly Patino has been given a pass despite being unable to figure out a system on the fly to keep his team moving forward. Despite signing off on all those low-performance players, he called out by name Sunday. Despite routinely getting out coached on game days by the likes of Shaheen Holloway and Kim English and Sean Miller and Danny Hurley, welcome to back to New York, Rick. They ain't writing that here. He could coach here for nine million years. <laughs> You're not going to write that about Rick Patino. Uh, and he says that's for the facilities. They may very well be spitty, but he should have known that when he took the job. By the way, but his maiden voyage not been a good one. Uh, um, it's 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 not the job, Patino said, trying not to throw the entire university in a bucket of sludge. You could be at Missouri and recruit slow players. Believe me, it's not St. John's. We had to put together a team at the last second. We will never, ever do that again. Well, it is, listen, he'll be fine. They'll get it going. But I, that's when, it, when he does, his son calls him the worst loser in the world, and he probably is, and it's nothing to be proud of. Um, you know, that's... Uh, what did he say earlier this season about 
when he loses games, he just wants to kill oh, himself yeah, or kill something. Himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome though. Um, it doesn't mean Patino's forgotten how to coach. It says, but even the best coaches have down years, which they do. Uh, I don't know what, why this thing is locking. It should be pointed out, as Pino's pointed out time and again this year, that this is a different landscape than he negotiated before. NIL makes it so. Transfer Portal makes it so. The presence of UConn as a supernova makes it so. Those, those All those things are true. But... Uh, it says Pacino himself never guaranteed an NCA bid this year, though he'd make assurance his team would be better in January than it was in November, better still in March. The first part of that was correct, not so much the second part. Uh, but St. You know, that's the thing. He just doesn't understand. If, if you just talk to people, St. John's didn't hire Patino to win in 23-24. He was hired to rebuild and reestablish infrastructure, interest, excitement. And I don't think it helps him to win be throwing just flinging people under the bus he just can't help himself he just can't help himself and i just i feel bad um tino mike vaccaro's covered a long time he knows he's right tino always reacts this way when things don't go according to his plan he didn't remind saint john's fans that chris mullen walter berry and mark jackson won't soon be quote walking through that door but those fans will settle for the version patino thought they were getting walking through that door at some point it's just equally sobering to see Patino go with both feet into the blame game when he's responsible for as much of the disappointment as anyone. Even if what he said about his players and coaches has has merit, it was still a spitty thing to do. I, I, I'm sorry. And I like Rick very much, but I respect Vaccaro's writing, and he's right. And that's what used to drive me crazy, even when he was here. I didn't, I didn't get that. You know, I, I just, I really thought he might... Kind of just be able to enjoy the journey a little bit. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame. What else does he need to do? The guy has done everything he can do. Goodness gracious. But he just, he can't help himself. <laughs> he just can't. Oh, my. It's just, um, it's disappointing. Uh, wow, Texter says, being honest, I do think Rick might hate losing a basketball game most. That's sad if you'd say that over losing a child. Good Lord. Uh, nice to hear a coach call his players out and use specifics. KP can never give you actual play-by-play. They, they, Kenny, all I got was text at the beginning of the year. Kenny keeps throwing his players under the bus. He's got to stop doing that. Now you want him to do that. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of taking a shot at Kenny, but Patino now, too. I just want the next coach to be accountable for all the program, good and bad. I'm so tired of excuses. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are you going to do? Not one cafeteria in Louisville, terrible. There used to be a bunch of cafeterias when I first moved here. Morrison's, I think, was one. Yeah, they were good places. You know, you just took your tray and you went down, I'll have that and I'll have that. And they've kind of gone out of vogue. I'm not sure, entirely sure why. All right, let's do the menage. Take a listen to that, and then we'll uh, see what we got going forward in this Monday edition of the V Show. So here, after a busy, this time of year, everything overlaps on each other. The NBA starts its more than second half of the season. The college basketball, meaningful games down the stretch. Hockey, same deal. Uh, they had the outdoor game, fantastic success again. Baseball, the players getting ready to report. There's lots of free agency movement. Football's never off the map, no matter what. Um, what else we got going? The soccer team here is playing preseason exhibition games. Um, golf, Tiger plays one round. Then gets the flu, of all things. And that kicks him out. Unbelievable. So a uh, little bit of everything going on. But let's take a listen to the Menage Montage. A 
ahead to Curry in the left corner. A three. Off the rim, no. Rebound tapped up. Still batted around. Kidley ends up with it. Oh, she elbowed Cochran. No call. Throws it out to Amor. Cochran hit the deck. Amor whips it left wing. Wenzel, three. Back rim, no. But the long rebound to King. Back out, Wenzel. Takes the three. Drives baseline. Stops on the dribble. Wants to hand it off. Bounces it. Kidley left of the lane. Jumper cut over Curry. The 2-1. Swinging forward, he pops it up down the right field line. Stinson is over in fair territory, and he lost it. The ball drops. It's fair. The run scores. Napleton headed for third. He slides in. The ball gets away. Here comes Napleton. He will score, and the Cards take the lead. There's a pick play, and they got him at first. Webster with a step off ahead of the 3-2 pitch. And you've got Tamaro thinking, all right, 3-2, I'm going to take off. And as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. And Kentucky came ready for a fist fight. And they, they won this game that way with the mindset and their physical toughness, their mental toughness. And that'll do it. An impressive road victory for Kentucky. The first home loss this season for the Auburn Tigers. Now, the question will be, and everybody, you know, anonymously talk about our defense, but the defense, they know they got to get better. They know. They know we've got to rebound balls in traffic. we got to do stuff. But, like, I, I don't know what... You know, I know that there are people that would say stuff to try to hurt this thing, but the reality of it is, what did you see today? Now, what could you write? They are so bad defensively. That's a top 10 offensive team. 41 points for Blake Henson for 41 and counting, Josh. Hey, basketball is a simple game when you can just make shots. It's a make and miss game. He's not the give it to why are we waiting till next week? Can we just name him ACC player of the week right now? I think Come on, Commissioner Phillips, Alfrazo, name him already. Let's go. Well, his night is done, and clearly over the last couple of minutes. And now let's see if Pittsburgh tries to get the ball into the hands of the people's choice. Number 12. He's got it. KJ Marshall. Well, coach, defensively, you've talked about it a lot all year. It's not one little thing, it's a lot of things. And tonight, again with Henson, it seemed like there was a lot of things that added up to one time he's open, one time maybe a hand's not up. There's just so many things. Yeah. First of all, when a guy's that kind of score, you have to always be alert to him and where he is on the floor and know that he has unlimited range, he's big and strong, and he gets it off quick. So we we knew he was going to get some baskets, but we want those baskets to be hard. And I talked about all week how every basket he gets, make it as hard as possible. And, you know, sometimes, guys, the focus of where you are on the court and you're losing for a split second, and he ends up burning. It's just it's not the way we want to play this game. I am a Laker, and uh, I am, I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years, and, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization, so many greats. But, but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. 
It's kind of for sure. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. And we have 26 seconds to go. 208 to 186. Half court Lillard. Yes! Might have just sold it right there. Damian Lillard with a triple. From half court, he's got 39. You know, you just got to keep shooting the ball. And I think in a game like this, you know, it's going to be pretty loose. And you're going to get your opportunities. Uh, being in the, the starting lineup, I knew I'd play longer stretches, get more minutes. And um, I just told myself I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to keep firing. I saw a couple go in. And after that, it was just like I'm going after it. So that was it. Savannah Jack sends it back out for Trocek. Now to Panarin. 4-10 remaining. Shot score from long range. Panarin pulls the Rangers to within one. With a power play goal. Puck kept alive by the Rangers. Lafreniere with it along the goal line. Back out for Fox. Near side to and he scores! Nika Zibanejad ties it on the power play. It's 5-5 with a minute 29 remaining as the Rangers celebrate their third power play goal. Panera on the ice to the Rangers, and away we go. Goaltenders have switched ends. Bouncing puck, Panera has it, moves to the net. Shoots, the net comes off. Rangers start to celebrate. The officials will get together. Wow. The big head of producer joins us in studio right now. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, that was a great game. That was 79,000 people there. Uh, very nice. Stadium series. Stadium series. The Devils the didn't need to go to overtime. Football. Just saying. The Devils. Oh, yeah. What did okay, he say? That was what? He said the Devils didn't need to go to overtime. Well, we just smacked the- Philly up and down the ice like we should. When did they play that? They played that Saturday. Th- yeah, Saturday. And, and, then- and the same pl- arena? Yeah, yeah. Met so- Life. The oh, stadium wait. series was both. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you this, Nick. What were your opinions on the jersey? Because I didn't really enjoy the Devils jersey. The, I kind of liked them. I mean, uh, I, I liked the thought. I thought they should have switched the colors around, make the jersey black, and then the logos red. Ooh, like yeah, that. that that would have looked cooler. I agree with that. But of all the stadium series jerseys, if I had to rank them in order of what I liked the most, um, probably Jersey 1, Islanders 2, Rangers 3. Yeah, Flyers. Flyers. That was awful. Distant fourth. I've gone back and forth on the Rangers jerseys okay. so much. What were your thoughts on that? Didn't see it. Didn't I mean, can't say I don't care because I think it's a great event, but I didn't see it. But the four people listening are down to two, so don't uh, – yeah, just got to move on. Because what I think – Tommy be, DeVito was there, though. What I think would be more interesting is the fact that the NBA All-Star game has reached the break point like the hockey game did, and it's unwatchable. It is ridiculous. 208 to 180 something. Something like that, yes, yeah. Yes, ridiculous. It, it's anybody who likes basketball can't possibly like that. It's not basketball at all. They don't they're not even trying to guard. It's just it's ridiculous. It's it's a travesty. It's it's a travesty and you know, it used to be moderately an effort way back when I was a kid because they didn't make that much money. So the, even though they were the best players in the game, they wanted to win because they got like I forget the number is $10,000 and the losers got 5. They wanted that 10 grand. Now there's no there's no incentive to play. They just don't want to get hurt. It's 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 boring. It's awful. It's not basketball. It's ridiculous. You know, do a skill thing if you want, like in hockey. And I don't know what they could do to play because hockey got it right. They play a four team tournament of three on three. And no, that, that's how that's how you do it. You pick the top player, or you do something to you do a tournament, a three on three tournament. That's that's how you court. make it. I would do that. Half court, three oh, on three. I would three. buy that. I thought and about you have, that. You have the guys do a draft. So you take the, the guy at the top. How tops. do they do hockey? They don't do it that way, though, do they? They do it by division, don't they? Yeah, right. Yeah, so they could do that in basketball, too. Yeah, but I, I, like I, but I, think, I think if you... Hmm. 
Just trying to think what the best tournament. The problem would be. is how many divisions are there in basketball? There's six. Well, but see, like how many all stars would like each well, team have? You four have players. Like, you wouldn't have enough players. Anyway, they got to change it. Let's just leave it at that. We'll try and solve it on another show. But that's that's summer radio. It's awful. It is just. And they they we've we've you know like yeah like we were doing it but we lobbied for a long time to get rid of the Pro Bowl they did and what they have now is way better way better much more entertaining and interesting and the players enjoy it with the seven on seven and, and the, the skills competition they even have yeah. things for the linemen very nice I like that hockey's got it right it's they play two they set up four three on three teams they play a little tournament it is real hockey because in three on three you don't hit and that's fine it's it wide open, open and the goalies have to make saves which they're you know that's what you want to see them dazzle it's fantastic basketball three on three half court might probably be better i don't know um i hope so but they you but unless they decide to try and remotely play some defense it's not a game so uh, that's why the pro bowl had to go away you can't play football half ass that way the way they were playing the pro bowl you got to tackle people and so it was awful so they got it right and um Baseball you don't have to do much with because the pitcher-batter confrontation is the core of the game, and that you don't have to do anything with. The batters whoop they want to hit, and the pitchers want to get guys out, and so you got no, the all-star game. The baseball all-star game forever is the best. has been. Yeah, that's fine, but basketball basketball has got to go. This is awful. It I would does argue more damage. You know what? If you want to sell your brand, this does more damage to it than good. Because listen, I get some people love the NBA. Maybe love I don't know what they love about it. I really don't. Uh, I, I don't the All Star Game. You mean? Yeah, I don't know what the hell you could walk with. The NBA has plenty of things to like. Oh, I but. love the NBA, but uh, this game is a waste of waste of time, complete waste of time. Uh, the dunk contest has shot its wad. Also, it's ju- it's jumped the shark. Yeah, because the skills competition is still fun. Yeah, and, and they, that was a great idea to get Sabrina shooting yeah. against Steph. That was really cool. Who won, by the way? I think Sabrina did. She did. Yeah, did she no, get to no, use no. the small ball? Steph won. So. Sabrina used the men's ball. I, oh wow! No, no, no. I, I think Sabrina used the the female ball, but she shot from the men's arc. Oh, I think Zach, I think that's that would be fair. She shot from the men's three and used a men's ball, but Steph beat her with like the last shot, two shots close. or something. That's yeah, good. it was really yeah. close. Yeah, that's fun. That's a good thing. Like she would have if she was in the three point contest that like Damian Lillard won. Like she would have been tied. With Dame, kind of thing. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So yeah. So she, she did she, really good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, we'll get to this in a minute, but I want to. You know, it's a lost weekend for Louisville. The basketball team was embarrassed at Pitt. The women's team went down to Virginia Tech. No, they got embarrassed at home against Virginia Tech. No, the men's team got embarrassed on the road. Yeah, and then I thought you said the women. were... No, oh. I thought I said the men got embarrassed at Pitt, and then the women got embarrassed at home. Yeah, against Virginia Tech. Yeah. Against Virginia Tech, and then the baseball team has started zero two also. Yeah, two one run losses to uh, uh, Indiana State and UConn. Yeah, so uh, things will, the brighter days ahead. So uh, we'll see where they go from here. Um, Texter said, Bob and Nick, Zachy C and uh, and um, Tonga say that Steph is the best shooter of all time. I text in Bird was, and I got called out. Oh no, he's back. Yeah, he said. I don't want to hear. It was like something I don't want to hear about Steph. Birds better, and I was like, "All right, can we not start this conversation?" It's a proven fact that, like, when we're talking three point shooting, Steph has the most. Well, you know what? It, 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 here's the thing. He is, in terms of 
the way the game is played now, a much because Bird would never shoot from places that Steph yeah. shoots. Nobody would. He shoot, <laughs> no, he shoot he from the shoot thirty-eight footers. I mean, <laughs> just imagine if Bird came Bird. in and did that, people would lose their mind. Even though they love him, the thing about Bird is he made some because of his size. He made some ridiculously spectacular shots. The one video of him playing the Hawks and the Hawks bench losing their mind at all the shots he makes is one of my favorite videos. Well, it's the other team and they're going nuts. He's making them right in front of their bench and they're going crazy. This is the opponent, and they're losing their mind. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's one of those deals. Maserati, uh, we'll make, pick another Lamborghini. You're not going to look at one and say, well, that's a, that's a hoopty. No, they're both you know, great. But, if you uh, had to pick, who would you pick? I mean, what way, though? It depends on what you mean. I mean, if, if, if you want to talk about um, – I mean, he made – Bird, they both make some incredible shots, but Bird could make different shots because of his size. You know, he could go in right. and, and, you know, go, go – he, he wouldn't dunk much, but he could. He could drive baseline and go dunk it. Steph has the benefit of being able to travel now more. Hmm. They, yeah, no, I mean, that's they true. They step back. They take three steps back, which he has to because he's not very tall. But he also has range that – can go to is obscene. the midcourt line. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're just different They're different kinds of players. Does Reggie Miller enter the chat at all? Yeah, sure, but same I mean, kind of deal. I mean, Steph is the first player in, well, I mean, my generation, generations, I guess. Like, what's the generation, like 25 years or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I remember watching, as a kid, Reggie Miller was the first shooter I ever saw where I expected it to go in, as opposed to, is this going to go in? When I saw him shoot. Steph is the next one that I actually would be surprised when when he missed. You know what I'm saying? Like Did the first player that forget about Ray Allen. Well, Ooh. you guys are not old enough to remember the guy when he was good, he would say this. He was when he got in the zone and announcers would say Jerry West when he got in that zone. Right. And he went to shoot it, if he missed it, you you were shocked. Uh, but he did not nobody at that time because there was no three point line. Right. There was no incentive to shoot thirty five footers. Although he also made the most famous sixty three footer in history, which was in Game Three of the NBA Finals when his team was down two, out of timeouts. They threw it in bounds. The clock didn't stop then when the other team scored. So they just Will Chamberlain just threw it in and ran to the locker room because they thought it was over. Cause they, oh yeah. And then he took two dribbles in the backcourt and shot it from the other side of the midcourt line and made it and sent the game in overtime. So. That was uh, that was rather remarkable. Uh, Janky Texan says that Hawks game that you're talking about was the game, the infamous game where Larry Bird played three quarters left-handed just because he wanted. That to. was an, that was a different game. That was another game because this game he's playing right-handed, he's making threes in front of their bench. It's a different game, but he did. That's what I mean. He would do things like that. He yeah, was just just because 82 game schedule. I think I'll play lefty today, and then scored what he scored 30 points or something. Yes, I'm I'm stupid. Why, yeah. why is hockey on at one o'clock? Because they're advertising ESPN Hockey. Oh, by the way, how about this? This is true. You can go look it up. It's one of those things, as Casey Stengel used to say, you can look it up. There is a lawyer, and he's got about a million billboards in Alabama. I kid you not. His name is Pond La Hockey. Pond Hockey? Pond La Hockey. Pond La Hockey. P-O-N-D-L-E-H-O-C-K-Y. First off, his name is Pond. That's what I'm saying. He's Pond then, Hockey. The yeah. dude is Pond Hockey in Alabama. His name is Pond La Hockey. That's wild. That's bizarre. I've never heard of Pond as the first name, but they have La Hockey as the second. Uh, ba- that's wow. Has Alabama ever been cold enough to even play Pond Hockey? Probably not. I mean, they did have what uh, UA or Alabama Birmingham or something. Yeah, that, Cam Talbot came from. Yeah, there. They, they did have Pond a D1 La Hockey. Team for a minute. I'm thinking are the last names of two of the partners. 
Um, Pond La Hockey content. No, I don't think Pond La Hockey Giordorno. So he's a Paisan. So now, oh, this guy's even better. Yeah, it's Paisan. Pond La Hockey. No, those are three. They've got to be three lawyers. So Pond, it's Pond La Hockey, La Hockey Giordorno. But they must have bought Giordorno out or they caught him. Uh, Stealing because he, he, yeah, what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he's Italian, he is Italian. Yeah, now it's just we pond, can make that joke. Pond you can't. La hockey, pond la hockey. That's I saw that. I was like, is this guy doing a joke here? That is awesome. Well, that now, is awesome. Now, we're, now we'll probably get texts from people, but there's there's a lawyer here which I think has a very unfortunate name, but it's probably by design. Have you seen it? I'm trying crooks. That's his list. Oh, name. yeah, yeah. Isn't that a little? That's like yeah, no, because his, who's your, his who's billboard, your lawyer, Billy Felon. Yeah. I mean, that seems just a little strange to me. You know, that, that, doesn't it seem odd? Yeah, but something. that's his name. I mean, if that's his name, now Herb Curtis Kirk's. out of order. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a woman, Marguerite. Objection overruled. That's, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's not a really good name. Uh, anyway, by the way, I just learned this through the things I'm learning. And this name doesn't mean anything to you because you don't even know who the hell Doug Harvey is, so you don't know who this guy is. But one of the most legendary announcers in history from Gainesville, Florida, went to the University of Florida, was the play-by-play voice of the Dodgers when they were in Brooklyn for years, and then ended his career with the New York uh, Yankees. His name is Red Barber. I've heard of him. Red Barber. I've heard of Red Barber. This blows my mind. For about 20 years, Red Barber from Gainesville, Florida, <laughs> was the public address announcer of the Toronto Maple Leafs. What? <laughs> That's what I said. How the hell? I wish he were alive. I'd love to ask him, how the hell did you get that job? Seriously. He probably never saw a game of hockey growing up in Gainesville. And then he got fired. They fired him. Because the guy's name was, I forget what the guy's name was, but he instead of his middle initial was B, and he called him Beers. And oh. that pissed him off for some reason. I don't know, maybe because of Molson or their, I don't know, but they fired him. But because uh, wait, because he said the guy's name was Beers yeah. and it wasn't. It was yeah. Byers or something I, like I, that. No, I, they, he was just supposed to say the initial. He oh. was he was dropping the ceremonial first puck, and he must have been worth a million dollars. He got offended that he got his name wrong, I guess, and they fired him. It was a rough crowd back then. Yeah, really. Geez. But I was shocked when I heard he was the PA. That's how he spent his winners. He went to Toronto and he did the Toronto Maple Leafs public address. And it's That's hard to wild. describe how bizarre that is. It would be. I don't know. It would be like. Uh, you know, finding out that uh, you know now you find out after the fact that Kaywood Ledford would spend his summers uh, announcing. Uh, you know, what's that game where they where they play volleyball without using their hands? They oh, say back tackrow. Yeah, so he was he was the official voice of yeah. back tackrow. You'd say, really, Kaywood? How'd you get that gig? Nah, I always wanted to be over there in the, in the off months. <laughs> just wanted to be over in Thailand. <laughs> it was just very strange, extremely strange. Um, all right, Wait, we, we should probably take a top of the hour break. And then By the we'll way, though, but you weren't Tim here. Tim Sullivan on. Yeah, but it's good. But you know, the happiest place on earth is Disney, but the second happiest place it, is, is Bucky's. Is Bucky's? Oh, no. And it's yeah, it legitimately it's spectacular. How many Bucky's locations There's are 50, there? 50 plus, And the one I went was the second busiest. There's over 1,000 people in the store at any time. Think about that thousand people there's about 80 or 100 gas pumps they have a car wash they have a place to let the dogs run if you want they sell the best food they got their own their own bakery they make the what's what do they yell for the brisket what, what, what fresh brisket on the board that's it they were all yelling that when i walked in and what the hell are we yelling and they and they have i had i had this one of the famous things they have is a three meat sandwich brisket turkey and pork really oh so good so good and uh, I, they, I can't forget, they have clothing. I brought souvenirs. You can spend money like you're at Disney. I brought souvenirs home for everybody. 
for you and for Julia and for Shelby and for Jamie and for mom. And um, you won't see him because I had my arms full coming in today, but we got a Bucky uh, bobblehead to add to the collection. Oh, lovely. Yeah, lovely. He's going to be in the back. I'm putting this up there because they're both equally great. Okay. Uh, But I stopped at Jungle Gyms. There's only two locations of Jungle Gyms, both in Cincinnati. I'd love for it to expand, but there's only two locations of Jungle Gyms. I like Jungle Gyms. Don't get me wrong. Just it's like one of those that doesn't mean you don't like the other one. No, exactly. There's no, no, there's no Bucky's. There's no wrong answer. It's no Bucky's. There's no wrong answer. Oh yes, there is. Bucky's is the answer. (laughs) The wrong answer would be Jungle Gyms. (laughs) Jungle Gyms is an international market. It's awesome. Yeah, good. Bucky's is astounding, and it's it's clean. The bathrooms are legendarily clean. That they take great pride in. The people there's a there, toy store. You have in, to be in, bu- in oh, jungle gyms. Toy store. They got toys. They got clothes. They got food. They got salads. They got their own bakery. They, Do they got their have own a deli. cheese. Do they have a thing of cheese like forty Jeez, feet tall? You can give yourself a heart attack with all the cheese in Bucky's. There's just cheese coming out the wazoo there. It's uh, oh, and they got the cutest mascot. Do they have bars? Bucky's adorable. Do they how have... about you? Want know how cool the place is? This is so cool. This is because the twelve-year-old in me loves this. There are certain items that they sell. All their price tags are little. Have the logo, the Bucky's logo. Right. Some of them, I don't know how you can tell. They t- you have to check. Some of them are stickers. You can take the little Bucky off when he comes off. And he's a sticker, and then you can put. Oh, it that's on. awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. So uh, there's that. All right, Texter says this is a question due to ignorance. What determines who gets the basketball at the start of the second half? Is it the possession arrow? If you're talking about college, yes, it's, the, it's just the possession arrow. Yeah, that's how it works in college. What about the NBA? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think if you win the tip, you get the ball in the fourth quarter. I think you get it to start the game. The other team gets it in the second and third, and you get it in the fourth. I'm almost sure in the NBA. Okay. I, I did not know that. But in college, it's arrows. I'll make it a point to go to Bowling Green just to see Bucky's when it opens. It will. Oh, that's going to be in Bowling Green. That's even closer than. Well, no, that's probably not closer than the one in Richmond, right? Rich, which is closer, Richmond or Bowling Green? Uh, Richmond. There's one in Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, Kentucky. Kentucky. Right probably on the other side I think so too. I want to say it's Richmond. I think that's where it is. Worth a trip. It's that good. Uh, oh, FYI, they're currently building a location just north of Bowling Green, Smiths Grove. Okay, well, I'll be. That'd be a, a track on a Sunday. I'm telling you, it's. It, I don't. How I do you don't. Spell I don't. Bucky's. Is Bucky's it? is B U C dash C E E S. Bucky's. But here's the thing, they have. I mean, it's almost hard to describe. Like it's. It's like. A, ostensibly a travel place but i went to the one yesterday and in front of it i guess maybe there's so many people in trucks who have all sorts of room they're selling big ass grills and smokers like 1400 dollars grills <laughs> jesus really i'm like yeah they pick one of these up and throw it in the back seat here. I mean, it's just how do they sell in this stuff the clothes food oh my god it's all good it's just a huge bucky's fan Bucky's is fantastic, from what I've heard. No, I've never gone. I've seen photos who, of yeah, it. Your brother kind of hates everything. He loves Bucky's. Really? Oh yeah, he loves Bucky's. Has he ever been to Jungle Gyms? Because Jungle Gyms is fantastic. I like Jungle Gyms, uh, but but um, no, Bucky's is uh, it's, it's its own genre. It's run right below right below Disney. All right, we got to go to a break. That's what we'll do. We need a logo for Jungle Gyms. Why? Oh, you want it to make it in the... Yeah, for the Twitter poll. You see, they don't even have a logo. I got a cute beaver. <laughs> oh, hey, put that in the... Mi- if that's not in the mixtape, I'll never get in the mixtape. Me saying, I got a cute beaver. Are you kidding me? That may win the mixtape. They may have to just cut it off right at that point, because if, if Sweeney ever got his mitts on that, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's They would point. open the show with that for five years. 
<laughs> finally expired like at my funeral he played it. <laughs> All right, here comes the break. Stay with us. ESPN 680, 105.